This story was recorded on November 17, 2018, at a storytelling festival at the Connecticut Valley Tobacco Museum. The views expressed are those of the storyteller, not the museum. My name is Connie Robinson. I live in West Hartford, Connecticut. Wonderful, Connie. So maybe can you tell me where you grew up and how you got involved in tobacco? Yes. um, I actually grew up in western Pennsylvania in a small city called Elwood City, Pennsylvania. And Hathaway Steam Corporation, which is a tobacco corporation here in Connecticut, recruited young girls from western Pennsylvania to come to work in the tobacco fields. I don't know if many people know that. So um, it was um, an economically um, difficult time in western Pennsylvania, and I wanted to go to college. And so I needed a job. And when they recruited us at the high school, um, they offered us room and board for the summer. And they offered us transportation from Western Pennsylvania, which is about 500 miles away um, to here. And then, of course, a trip back as well after the work was done. If you decided to quit, then you're on your own to get home. So um, I stayed. (laughs) I stayed because they gave me room, board, and about, I think it was $40 a week that I would mail home to my mom. And uh, that's how I came up here. And I'd never been out of Pennsylvania to Connecticut, ever. I think I went to Ohio, but I've never been to Connecticut. And it was hard work. I mean, there was no two ways about it. I I sow tobacco. And if you don't know what sowing tobacco is, is you stand at a table, and the leaf's tobacco are brought to you, and um, the, the stems are together. And you work across from someone else, and you tie the tobacco on a long lath, and then you alternate. So she does two, I do two, and then it goes across on a long lath. And then when it's done, it's picked up, and it's brought to the, the top of the, the barn to dry. Hmm. So, Did you make that decision with your mother to come out here? What was that decision-making process like? Uh, that's... It's a long time ago. Um, I, I think it was, you know, we ne- I needed a job if I wanted to go to college. And there just weren't the opportunities in Western Pennsylvania. My, um, I would say the, the majority of people that I went with were all looking to make extra money for the same reason. We were all a bunch of girls, you know. <laughs> that was the good news. There was a bunch of girls, and we had a lot of fun together after the work was over. They would go back to the cabins. There was, my memory serves correct, there were seven bunk beds, 14 girls, and one shower and bathroom. So as soon as you got off the bus, you yelled, first in the shower, because you, know, you wanted to get in that shower fast. But right over the cabins was a lake. It was Congamong Lakes, and we would often go swimming down there. But I, I do want to emphasize that Hathaway Steen tr- treated us well. They gave us three meals a day. Everything that they said that they would do, they did. At the end of the season, um, they took us to Ocean Ocean Beach. I'd never seen ocean in my life. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. So it was, um, it was hard, hard work, but I am so glad I did it. Can I ask what year this was in and how 19, old you were? Yeah. It was 1967, and I was 17 years old. Wow. So <laughs> what was, yeah, what was that social life like for you? Oh, that was the other thing. It was a different era back then, and that um, they really 
protected us, so to speak. We were in the cabins. We weren't allowed to go out in the evenings. Uh, the only time that we went out was on, a, I believe it was a Friday night. I'm, I could be wrong, Friday or Saturday. And then they took us into a local town. I think it might have been Westfield, but I'm not sure. And to a friendlies. There was a friendlies there. And there was no friendlies in Western Pennsylvania. There was like, oh, this is great, you know. <laughs> um, and uh, I think what made it bearable was uh, the girls that we were with. And we would put on plays, we'd listen to the radio, we'd go swimming on our off time. Um, we made each other laugh across the, the, this table with the tobacco. It was, it was so tedious, because that's all you did was sew this tobacco. And your jeans got all the tobacco juice stains, and it was, it was pretty disgusting. Um, but just being there, and if you were lucky enough to have friends there, too, then it made it bearable. What kind of plays would you put on? Oh, gosh, now that I can't even remember. You know, there was always one artistic, two artistic girls that would say, okay, we got to do something, you know, because we could lose our minds. So there was no TV. There was radio. Um, I don't remember TV anyway. We, I used to write a lot of letters. Now, there's the big difference today from then. I would write letters all the time back home. And my mother would send me a letter probably just about every day, you know, um, even if it was minutiae of the day, it was worth it, you know, to read a letter from home. I'm sorry I never kept any of those letters. That would have been nice to have, but I don't have those. Hmm. So you worked in the summer when you were 17. Did you come back when you were 18? No. <laughs> so it was just one summer. It was just one summer. It was a great learning experience, and I'm glad I did it. But then the next summer, I found a job um, elsewhere. It was uh, at Chautauqua Institution in Chautauqua, New York, which is western New York State. And I was a waitress there. And they gave me room and board there, too. So I guess I got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> when you think back to your time working in the tobacco industry, are there stories that stand out to you of notable things that happened or things that define it for you? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I, I do remember the movie that came out um, around the same time. It was called Parish, and um, it was with Troy Donahue. And I think that came out after my finish, but I'm not sure about that. The timing of it. I just, I just remember the camaraderie of the of the girls that I was with, and that we got along very well. Um, and it could have been easily reversed. <laughs> so I was very lucky. Yeah, I mean, I've heard stories today of, of women who were mistreated by some of the male no, workers in the field. No. So no, I was never, well, one, I was never in the fields. I was always in the shed, and I was always standing at a table, um, and there was no one that came near us. Uh, I, I do remember um, immigrant workers taking the laths from us and hanging them up on the rafters, but I do not remember any, any kind of... Um, abuse in it at all mm. I was I not <laughs> so is there anything else you want to share about your time um I'm I wanted to say I'm sorry that I couldn't go back and see the cabins I went back you know I I was so busy for so many years raising children and everything else that it never even occurred to me to go back and see what if they were even existed until about six or seven years ago and then I did go back and found that they aren't there anymore, that uh, the Hathaway Steam headquarters on Warner Town Road is now the Tuckhoe Turf Farm. 
the cabinets don't exist anymore. But I do remember a screened in porch. I remember a rocker, and I remember the girls going swimming in the Kongabong lakes. Um, other than that, you know, just hard work, very sw- sweaty hard work. But the one thing I do remember, and I think I mentioned this earlier, is it was such beautiful country. I remember looking at the bus one day and saying, this is such beautiful country. I hope I can come back here someday. And the funny thing is, my sister did this work too. And she said to me just a few years ago, I remember saying the same thing to myself because it was and is such a beautiful country here. And where we grew up was still mill towns. And a lot of, at that time, there was still a lot of pollution in Western Pennsylvania from the steel mills. It was just a whole different world. You just felt like you were going into a whole other world. And you were. Um, so it was it was a good experience. Did your sister make the decision to do this work because hearing your experience? No, she uh, actually, uh, we did it about the same time. And it was because we both wanted to go to college. Yeah. So was she in a different farm from you? Uh, no, she was in the same farm, but she was a year ahead of me. Oh, okay. Okay, so she she was ahead of me. Gotcha. gotcha. And and she told me it was hard work. I remember that. Um, I went with I went with Kathy Fusco. God, I don't know if that pulled that name out of the past, but um, you know we did it. So and I'm glad we did. It's kind of like get your badge. You know, you work the tobacco fields. <laughs> well, thank you. Is there anything else you want to share? Uh, no, I I think that that's it. Um, I, I you know I'm, I'm grateful for it. It helped me go to school. Um, what did you go to school for? I went to school uh, for health education, and I went to a state school in Pennsylvania. It's called Slippery Rock University, and they used to make fun of the name now, but not anymore. Then, not anymore. So I I I credit uh, Hathaway Steen, Slippery Rock scholarships for getting me through. Yeah, so thank you. Wonderful. Thank you.